What? What is it? What'd you say? I said Yella. What's that mean? Oh my god, how are you best friends with me for so many years you don't know what Yella is? Oh, um, now? Does it mean, like, do it? Like, right now. Like, yeah. no delay. I know what fuss means. <laughs> <laughs> I know the important words. <laughs> well, I love that you know what that means. That says something about my family. It does, yeah. It means fart. I'm 4'11". We're different in many ways. But we're alike in more ways than you think. We've been best friends for 25 years, spanning provinces and even countries. We're always there for each other. This is the Frenzy Podcast, a story of an unlikely friendship. We'll talk about our friendship through the years, from the 90s to the present day, and sprinkle in some pop culture, politics, feminism, and current events. And maybe a few guests along the way. So pour a glass of your favorite beverage and sit back as we transport you to the very beginning. I have to tell you, even editing myself, why is my voice so high-pitched? Why does it sound like an eight-year-old child? Why am I still so nasally? Okay, I should oh, be out of nasally. the nasal... Oh, I'm so nasally. I should be out of the nasal nerd phase, okay? That was my past. Well, listen, I have bad news for you. You're never leaving your nerd phase. <laughs> I don't know as is, but I love the fact that up until you... We started recording this. You thought you had a low voice. I did. Because I'm a tenor. When I sing, I'm a tenor alto. I sing really low and deep. Yeah. No. So, and my, you know how you have an idea of what your voice is like in your head? Yeah. Mine's like a sexy, raspy, deep voice. That is how I, wow. It was shocking. This is, this is how I hear myself in my head. Hello, everybody. I am an intellectual, but I'm also super sexy. This is how it translates. <laughs> well, hi, everybody. Hi, <laughs> Like it is, I, it is mortifying. That is what I sound like. It's mortifying. It is. It's not that bad. It is mm. definitely not that bad. Mm-hmm. You're, you're exaggerating. You don't sound, sound like, like Mickey part. Mouse. You don't. You do not sound like a cartoon. Kind of speed substance. You don't. Mm. Mini, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't sound like a cartoon. We never like the way that our recorded voices sound. I think I sound way younger than I do. I think, like, normally when I speak, I have the same feeling of like, oh, I talk like this, and I'm like a sexy woman. And then I hear myself talking like, like, so, like, well, but also, like, mm, (laughs) (laughs) the lies we tell ourselves, Julia. What else? Like, what what else am I lying to myself about? That's I don't what I want to know. This oh, epiphany I, has awoken me. I don't want to know. In my head, this happens sometimes. In my head, I think I am the most beautiful creature who has you ever are. existed. That is very sweet. But then I will look at a reflection of myself and I'll be like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I was very wrong. <laughs> I okay. I I understand logically I understand that I'm maybe shorter than average. I get that, you know? Mm-hmm. Every time I see a group photo of me, mm-hmm. I think, what the f- I'm going to say it. What the f- How am I two feet below where I think I should be in a group photo? Like, even someone I think I'm equi height to, and Julie, who listens to our podcast, is going to laugh at this. I thought Julie and I, as my friend, were the same height. And turns out she's like five inches taller than me. And I didn't recognize that until there was a group photo. And I was like, I'm, my head is like at her chin. Interesting. Oh, wow. Yes. So 
delusions of grandeur it's bad that's it's bad. so funny because i sometimes i forget especially now because i'm not going out and seeing people i forget how tall i am you tall. and then same thing i'll see a group photo and i'm like oh everybody is so much shorter than i am <laughs> i don't think about it because that's just how I interact with people. And that's how I see the world. So I don't think about my height in relation to everybody else's. But truly, a a picture of the two of us together is pretty hilarious. (laughs) It's, it's, what's that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito? (laughs) And why did I say his name weird? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Twins. Oh my god. I'm Danny DeVito. You know it. You know I'm Danny DeVito. Oh, you're my beloved little. Oh, you're my sweet little. He has a wiener, I think. So life's not that bad for Danny. What? Danny has a wiener. Danny DeVito has a. Why are you looking at me like that? He has a wiener. Like a wiener. Are you? Do you mean wiener dog? Or do you mean penis? (laughs) (laughs) I see now. I see. I was missing a crucial piece of information. He has a wiener dog. I'm sure he has a wiener as well. Did he and Rita Perlman have kids? Did he seal the deal? I don't. Yes. Actually, yes. And he has a wiener. But I was most specifically talking about his little miniature dachshund, which you know I want so badly. Listen, I don't want to speculate about anyone's wiener downstairs business. That's not my business. Not my business. And frankly, I don't want to think about it vis-a-vis Danny DeVito. But uh, yeah, I'm glad he has a dachshund. A dachshund, a dash hound, whatever. I had something traumatic happen to me that I want to talk to you about. Okay, what happened? I get two reactions to this story. I get the I'm laughing so hard I'm peeing my pants reaction. Mm -hmm. And the oh my god, like you're actually a murderer and I am a little bit afraid of you reaction. Are you interested to know what the story is? I'm very interested to know. My husband was the latter. He was a little frightened of me. I'm not going to lie. And my sister was the earlier. She left. So she actually called me an hour later, still laughing at me. That's great. On Monday, I went to pick up Ella from her new daycare. And it's really close. So I didn't take her stroller. I was walking her. She's almost three. Mm -hmm. And I'm holding her hand. We're walking across the street. And I'm giving her her little snack, which she needs as soon as I pick her up from daycare. Everything is going well. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Till I hear a noise behind me going, and I was like, what the? So I turn around and there was a man and I'm going to describe him to you because what comes next is a very important part of the story. He was about 5'11", maybe 220 pounds. He was wearing camel pants, worn out boots, a plaid shirt. He was missing teeth and he had holes in his face. He had goddamn holes in his face. What do you mean he had holes in his face? He had holes in his face, Jules. And he was running after me and Ella. Oh my I, god! Uh, it's like time time stretched out for me because I was like, I'm little. I have a toddler. There's I'm looking around. There's nobody around. This man is clearly on drugs. I pick up Ella and I start running. So behind me, he's going rah, rah, running after me, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> like taking oh Ella god. and running down the street. And as I'm running down the street, I'm thinking, which way should I run to get someone's attention? Because there's only so he's going to catch up and he's going to catch up quickly. And I have my baby girl with me. So I'm looking around for a weapon because that's where my mind goes. Okay, I'm not going to outrun him and I can't physically beat him off. So I need a goddamn weapon. Okay. What? You are laughing. You are laughing. Listen, I'm just laughing at the phrase beat him off. It's funny (laughs) that you don't hear it. (laughs) 
<laughs> what do you mean? Like, beat him off. Like, beat him off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I feel like this is now a restricted podcast by accident. By accident. It's very sweet that you're that you're so innocent. You don't even hear it. And I'm filthy, so... Sorry, my my brain is filthy. So, now, the Alberta, and this is not, I'm not trying to make this political, but there are signs everywhere in the neighborhood about, like, save our Alberta park. I'm like, I stumble upon one. I'm like, I bet you it's spiky. It's sticking in the lawn. And I was about no. to pick it up. Yeah, I was about to be that person <laughs> who picks up a save an Alberta park sign and stick it in this man's eye so I can escape alive with my daughter. So what happened? So a car drove by and must have been watching what happened because they intervened. They like honked, honked, honked and yelled out the window to leave me alone. And the guy ran away. Oh, my God. And he's like, are you okay?" I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. But listen. This is legitimately harrowing. Yeah. I was actually part of me was like, is he a zombie? Why are there holes in his face? Wait, is is this the part that made Carla laugh? No, the part that made Carl laugh was me, was him going, and me going, like, down the street. She thought, she just kept getting that image. That's terrifying. She's evil. So, I'm relaying this, like, to Carla and Sienna over FaceTime. Yeah. And Sienna, she's like, 13, okay? She's like, oh, Tanya, that's meth. Definitely a meth head. Yeah. Classic (laughs) characteristics of a meth head. I was like, you're 13. How, does she How know do you know it's classic? meth and I don't know it's meth? The holes in the face, the missing teeth. Yeah. Classic meth head. Okay. Um, yeah. Wow. And now I know that I would be that person who would actually, because I'm a very nonviolent, very pacifist individual. But if it came down to me or him, it was going to be me and my daughter. Yeah, of course. Mm. Well, I've always said, and we've, we've talked about this before, if there were some kind of apocalyptic situation, we always talk about it in terms of zombies. Mm-hmm. But Okay, but this guy was very similar to a zombie. I right. mean, so, But if there was some kind of zombie apocalypse or mm-hmm. any other kind of apocalypse, which could happen soon, mm-hmm. um, I want you with me because I know you're going to stab people in the face to save, our, to save my You would stab somebody in the face to save my life. I know yeah, that. 100%. I believe it. And I think that I would not do well in an apocalyptic situation. I trip a lot. I fall. I'm very clumsy. I'm, I don't have any real skills. I'm not physically, I'm kind of strong, but not really athletic. I think that I'm, I don't have a great sense of, of strategy and I would panic. So I know that um, I'd get eaten real quick. But if I had you by my side, you're like, if we're in a zombie movie, you're the main character. I'm the best friend because you would kick ass. Yeah, but you'd be like the, the, you know, in every apocalyptic movie, there's always that person that's willing to sacrifice everything. And then there's the moral barometer. Like, maybe you're crossing a line. I think you'd be that moral barometer because I'd get so <laughs> sucked into survival. Right. That, that I would like, probably make choices. You'd start killing for fun. And I'd be like, hold on a sec. I'd like grab your arm and I'd be like, do you really want to do this? Yeah. yeah. Also, I'd be the smart-ass best friend. We need that. We need that yeah. comic relief. Every, you know? every apocalyptic scenario needs some comic relief. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to what we're here to really talk about. Oh, yeah. This Not is zombies, a- but crushes. 
It's a juicy episode. It's a juicy episode. And Julia, you and I, we crush hard. We don't just have little tiny, oh, he's cute crushes. We <laughs> we have, oh my God, I'm in love with him. Oh my God, and I love him. We plan out our whole lives with this individual. Like I used to plan out like, like the beginning of the relationship, the fight. How we got back together after the fight, the marriage, the struggle with the kid and being new parents. Like, I would envision, yeah, I'm crazy. I would envision the whole story in my head. Mm -hmm. It was conflict and everything and everything. That's funny. How we grow apart, but come back together after 20 years. Yeah, I'm that crazy. I am that crazy. Wow, that's fascinating. No, I, I, I thought I had like a rich imagination uh, for, for those types of things, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, I never imagined the <laughs> the fights and the. Oh, the fights were the best part. How it would be difficult dealing <laughs> with children after twenty years of marriage. No, I never really went there when I was twelve. I remember it was very. This is a bit of a tangent. I remember it was very emotional. There was a moment where I got very emotional at your wedding because since you we'd known each other you talked about what you wanted your wedding to be like what you wanted Mm -hmm. like what kind of dress you wanted to wear what kind of party like reception you wanted to have what your husband was going to be like all this very specific stuff we talked about for like 20 years and then I was there and it was happening and that hit me all at once and I remember just standing in the corner by myself bursting into tears (laughs) because it was I was so overwhelmed with this idea of what your wedding would be like because we talked about it so much and then actually seeing it and being there and experiencing it. And it was, yeah, it came it came true. It was like a fairy tale that came true. I know that sounds like such a cliche, but it's a very weird thing to imagine this event for so long and then actually get to go to it. My favorite photo is Michael and I like telling each other our vows. And there's a shot of you just like bawling your eyes out because you obviously being tall, you're taller than all the other bridesmaids in your face. <laughs> I love that photo. We need to post that photo on our Facebook group. We will so do that. It. I was trying oh, to hold it together, but mm-hmm. it was Mike. Mike said something that I thought was really, really romantic and sweet. And it just, I broke like the dam broke. I was doing a really good job up until then. And then it was just my sweet baby Tanya. <laughs> it was, it was a great wedding. It was and so fun. It was, it was fun. fun. It was really fun. And, and it was, it was me. I felt like it really infused all my favorite things. And Michael too, of course, but mostly me. And <laughs> <laughs> it was rose gold and old books and a Doctor Who cake. Yeah. That's Tanya. So, but do you remember like, hey. I remember my first real crush. I won't use his real name. Not like he'd ever listen to this, but <laughs> let's call him D. Okay. Not D. Oh God. I'm going to call him the D. See, I don't even mean to do it. I don't even mean to do it. There's something in your subconscious. I know. What is happening here? How to deal with this. <laughs> call my therapist. She cool. Let's call him hockey. He really liked hockey. Okay. That's so hockey. That's so vague. We're, can- we're Canadians. Right? This guy really okay. liked hockey. Okay. I was 10. This yeah. is when I really first remembering, like, I think I always had crushes on boys, even really, really early. I remember mm-hmm. thinking boys were cute. But this is, this was something different. 
Like mm-hmm. time stopped and I heard singing in the background whenever I saw him come into the frame. Mm-hmm. And uh, hockey lived on my street. We were three houses away from each other. And he would always play street hockey with the other neighborhood kids. And he was po- very popular and I was very nerdy, but he was always so he and I was bullied a lot because unibrow, ethnic, weird Lebanese, loud parents, hummus, overweight, back brace, all, all of it, everything everything to be fair i do not remember the unibrow i think by the time i got to junior high my sister came at me with tweezers she wouldn't let me go on uh but he was always so nice like he never bugged me or teased me he was you know so he's really good looking i think i don't know i was 10 and he was really i know who you mean so Mm -hmm. um i'll just keep my but i'll keep my thoughts to myself Okay, that's we probably have good. Types. We do, hundred percent. You like old men. I like them young and pretty. Anyway, excuse so, me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, not kidding. Listen, I'll just, get to some of your crushes, okay? Just because I thought Bill Pullman was hotter than Devin, <laughs> Devin Sawa in Casper. You were twelve. I'll never live it down. You were twelve. Yeah, okay. he looked cute in a sweater. Oh boy. All yeah. right. So. I, in grade six, in grade six, I joined band, not because I wanted to be in band, but because I went to the first music meeting where it was because I was a string player and Mr. Baker was there trying to recruit people to be in his band. And I saw that hockey was going to play saxophone. I was like, "Ooh, I have a trumpet at home because my sister and my brother play trumpet. I'm just going to go to band just so I can get closer to hockey. Wait a minute. Yes. But. The only reason you play the trumpet was because of this dude? Yeah, 100%. <gasps> no. Yeah. I did not know this. Oh, yeah. And I was really just going to do it for a couple of weeks just to, like, you know, get to know him a little better. Because we were never in the same class. I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. So what ended up happening was I fell in love with band and uh, he left the picture. So and I so- did my master's in it. I did my master's in it. And it started, it started because I had a crush on a boy. That is fascinating. So if mm-hmm. you never had a crush on that boy, mm-hmm. do you think you'd ever got, do you think you ever would have played the trumpet? No, I was really heavily into violin jewels. Like it was my whole life. Right. It was my whole life. I would have, I would have probably pursued the same path, but with violin and not You would not have been trumpet. like a classical violinist instead of mm-hmm. like being in a very cool ska band in university. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no interest in playing trumpet at all. That is fascinating. I did not know mm-hmm. that. I did mm-hmm. not know that. So that's how far I would go to talk to a boy. Wow. Who was your first major crush like hockey? And what was the craziest thing you would do? Like, what's some, what's a story? The first, well, my first um, crush was somebody that I went to school with, like you, in elementary mm-hmm. school. And it was around the same time before I knew you. And I realized that I liked him more than a friend. We'll call him, we'll call him Jay. Uh, you'll probably know who I'm talking about. Um, I know exactly who you're talking about. Did you even ever meet him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. At your birthday. Okay. Where you got that cat calendar. And I said, Jules, you don't even like cats. He told me to shush. Do you remember that? 
I still remember that because I was like, oh, wait, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that. I was so mad that a friend of yours from your previous life gave you a cat calendar when everybody should know that you're a dog lover, not a cat lover. That's right. And I made it known. I was appalled. Anyway, sorry, that's <laughs> offside. That's very, that's really funny. I do not remember that. <laughs> yes. So this, it's funny because this person, um, we were also in band together, but I always wanted to play the saxophone. Like that was something I wanted to do since I was a little kid. Like I would watch Gem, the greatest television program of all time. The greatest. Like I want to do that. I want to be like Gem. And there was a saxophonist and her name was Jetta and she was British and she had a black and silver saxophone. And I was like, I want all of that. I always wanted to play saxophone. So that was, that was not why I joined band, even though we did like sit next to each other in band because he played saxophone as well. I can remember in trying to impress him, in trying to make myself be more likable and to seem more appealing. (laughs) Remember, this is the 90s. I would borrow clothes from my older brother. So I would borrow like an oversized plaid shirt. And I would wear that on the day that I knew we had band class. And I would be like, I'm looking pretty good. I'm wearing, <laughs> I'm wearing my hair in a ponytail. I'm wearing jeans and an oversized plaid shirt. I think he's going to notice this. Oh my God. I thought that was like, this is, this is it. I mean, I'm irresistible. I'm wearing an oversized men's Ralph Lauren plaid shirt. I'm dying right now. I'm literally dying. And Tanya gets better. I wouldn't wear it like over something or like tied around my waist in a cool way. I would like button it up. Stop it. And oh, you're killing me. And tuck it you in. tucked it in. You know how I feel about the tuck in. But then I'd pull it out. So it was poofy. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's getting worse. <laughs> it's getting worse. And I was like, this is it. This is the look. I'm mortified for you right now. Like my face is red. I'm dying. I thought that that was going to really get his attention. And when it didn't, I was legitimately uh, confused. I was like, but I wore the big shirt. (laughs) (laughs) I could see you thinking that. How could he not fall in love with me? What else did I want? I was just as clueless at 10, at 18, because I remember... I had a huge crush, like a huge crush on a guy who played trumpet with me in university. I will call him A. And do you remember A? I was obsessed with him, like obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. And I was too shy to actually talk to him. But I sat in, like we shared a stand in band. Cute. And he was also in my music cl- like courses because we were both undergrad mm-hmm. music. And I remember thinking, what would Cher do? Share from Clueless, okay? What would this is where I was taking my cues from, Julia? So I would. Show up. I thought you meant share the singer. No, like share from Clueless. So I would show up, and you can ask Allison if she's listening. Allison would just witness the whole thing oh. in horror. I would. I had this like body shop vanilla body scented body oil. Do you remember that? I was obsessed with it. Yes. And yes. I would. Like just coated on, thinking you know he'd he'd find my vanilla body scent so irresistible, and I'd go to music history class with him, <laughs> and I would try to like get his attention by being super smart in class and like saying really smart comments. Nothing, 
And then I was like, what? What the heck would Cher do? So I did the thing that she did with Christian. Do you remember? Where she like elbowed her pen off the desk and then he had to pick Uh it up and then like tried to look Mm -hmm. really sexy. Yeah. So I did that. He went for my pen and he went to pick it up and he looked at me and I smiled and I breathed out. I breathed out. Guess what happened, Jules? A booger bubble formed in my nose. A booger oh, bubble man. formed in my nose. Oh, no. So I, I exhaled, oh, and it's oh, like November. Man. It's like the height of like allergies and sickness. And I, I smiled, oh, and I could see it happening, but I couldn't stop it. That booger bubble coming out, coming out. And I had to suck <laughs> it back in. And oh, oh. No, that was my mo- one of my most oh, horrifying moments in life. The worst, thing is, is the worst thing is that same thing happened to my sister, and she told me the story in high school, and I was like, that would never happen to me and it happened to me and and a a would go on to say things like why are you dressed up for band or why do you smell like that or everything i thought worked for share just he just didn't care he was never interested in me i was the nerd girl who like wore way too much perfume and like wore sequins on her shirt to band class <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. Anyway, um, let's talk about celebrity crushes. Who, Tanya, was your first celebrity crush? Tom Selleck. <laughs> amazing. That's an amazing answer. That's a great answer. It was like I was really young, and it was like three men and a little sure. baby. Yep. I remember having a crush on Tom mm-hmm. Selleck. Like, is that weird? I don't know if it was a crush that is not, or if it was that like, is not weird. but I was really young. Right. Well, there's that time where, and that's, that's what mine is too, is that, that where you get a feeling of like, I really like that person and you see them on screen. You're like, I really le- enjoy watching them. And then when they're not on screen, you're like, when are they coming back? But that's like Magnum PI era, mm-hmm. Tom Selleck and Tom Selleck wearing those short shorts and shirtless all the time. He, no, he was hot. I remember your mom talking about how she has a crush on Tom Selleck. And I'd be oh. like, I don't get it. But secretly, was, I was like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom. Yeah. Tom Selleck is like her number one. That totally makes sense to me. Totally. He's like tall and, and like he's got like a great face and a mustache in the 80s. That was very, that was very big, very stylish. And yeah, no, he wore short shorts and he had like really good legs. So yeah, no, that, that totally, that's not something to be embarrassed about at all. Um, mine is so much more like wholesome. Mine is like so much dorkier. Would you like to hear it? I always want to hear it. So do you remember the TV show, The Hogan Family? Vaguely. Like people, people our age might not even remember because I think it was in its last days then. It started out as a, as a, um, uh valerie what's her name rhoda from mary mm-hmm. tyler moore i know he mean it was her it was her show but then she left it and so then it was about a father and his sons and the oldest son was played by a teenage jason bateman oh jason bateman jason mm. bateman who had like freckles on his nose and had like sort of fluffy hair and wore like you know very preppy kind of sweaters and I think in the show he might have played hockey I think he was like a hockey player Mm. and like 
I would watch the show and be like, I really like watching him. And then like there'd be a scene with somebody else and I'd be like, well, when's he coming back? When do I get to see him again? And I'd be like really anxious. It made me like anxious and I didn't understand why. Like my heart would beat faster and I'd be like, where is he? I just want to look at mm-hmm. him again. It's that innocent, yeah, it's like, like before you know, before you know what like that attraction is, it's just like, I, I'm like attracted to look, just looking at you. I just want you to be around. And you don't know what that is. I was, I was probably like nine, nine or 10. Yeah. And then he, of course, would come back years and years later in Arrested Development. And I was like, oh, still love Checked you. out. Yeah. Still love Can I talk about a celebrity crush I never understood you had? You absolutely can. And I know what it is. I just, I need you to explain it to me because sure. I, to this day, I don't get it. Okay. Elijah Wood. Yeah. Elijah Wood was the big one of my preteen. He was precocious he was a precocious kid so when he was like in movies he would always be really smart Mm -hmm. um his eyes were very very blue very big very blue he had a space between his two front teeth like i did i used to and but on him it looked cute i thought um i just thought he just had like these big bright eyes and and he was sweet and he was yeah he was i think it was because he was always like he always played the precocious character this was pre lord of the rings so it was like when he was younger because lord of the, the rings- thing is he looked he looked like a child to me so i couldn't even have a crush on him but he looked like a child when i was a child maybe i just always liked i joke that you always like the older guys but he, i just felt like he was a kid he well he looked like a kid when i looked like a kid mm-hmm. fair a big crush i had that you don't understand oh okay Leonardo DiCaprio. I was in love with him. His version of Romeo and Romeo and Juliet, Basketball Diaries, all of it. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? I've never seen that movie. Oh boy, sorry. Romeo and Juliet was excellent though, and I rewatched it recently. And all I could think was, how could Claire Danes pick Leonardo DiCaprio when Paul Rudd is right there? Of course, you're like obsessed with Paul Rudd, even after all these years. You will choose Paul Rudd every time. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I mean, older, wiser Tanya, hundred percent, I would pick Paul Rudd now. Because kind of, you know, real Leo is really douchey and only dates really, really young models. So that's kind of creepy. It's gross. No, I don't like that so much. What about a couple of our shared crushes? Paul Rudd is one of them. Mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. Big time Ewan McGregor. I still have a crush on Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Do you, do you remember seeing train spotting for the first time? I don't think we understood train spotting when we saw it for the first time, to be honest with you. Very sure. And then we tried to remember, we both tried to read the book, but it was in like a Cockney. No, it was in, it was a uh, phonetic. It was all written phonetically. So they have these thick Scottish accents, but it's all written phonetically. That's what Irvin Welsh does with all his books. And it's, That's right. so I guess you could listen to an audio book, but yes. Back then, we didn't have those. Yeah, I mean, books on tape, I guess. I guess those are <laughs> Who was getting books on tape? Your, well, our parents, maybe, but. No, I don't know. I don't remember having any books on tape. But I think train spotting was really important for us because Ewan McGregor is naked in that movie. Can you? Do you not remember? No. <gasps> oh my gosh, he's fully, full frontal nudity. How did I not remember that? I don't know how you could forget. 
I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Akira was the only guy that we both had a crush on because he was really more my type. No offense. Pretty. That's true. That he is was true. very pretty. It's because of his resemblance to Jordan Catalano. Oh, he did. From right, my so yes, life. he did. That's what it. And he was kind of on the fringes, too. He was. But he... so cool at the same time. Uh, he also probably couldn't read. He couldn't. I tutored him. Oh, no. Oh, he no. couldn't. I'm... He had that ADHD. Some... That is not something I told you about, about that. Our brief dating period at 13, where I would try to teach him how to read better. And he couldn't sit still. And I was like, what do you have, ADHD? He's like, actually, yeah, I take Ritalin. And I was like, I'm a jerk face. At 13, I was a jerk face. And I continue to be a jerk face. Well, we didn't know about that stuff. We did. I knew about then. ADHD at 13. Yes, but it definitely was about crushes. It wasn't mental health. People didn't really talk about it. Different learning styles no, wasn't really discussed. We didn't talk about that stuff. Grade 10. Jazz band trip to Toronto. There was a point where I had I had a crush in grade 10. Oh, yes, you did. On Epic. a guy in grade 12. To be fair, he was very handsome. Oh, he looked like a young John F. Kennedy Jr. He did. He absolutely 100% he I'm on so board with like, that crush. I don't want to be that person. But <laughs> I'm just saying... I am very happy with how things turned out for me. <laughs> but at this period in time, just very good looking, oozing good, good looking, looks, but like very charismatic, good looking in a yeah. very of the Kind. time stylish way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But he did literally like it was not cool to smoke, and I didn't think smoking was cool. But he did roll his cigarettes up in his shirt sleeve, mm-hmm. like James Dean. So, it's so cool. cool. <laughs> so goddamn Cigarettes cool. as a prop are cool. Cigarette smoking is gross. Yeah. He was really talented oh, yeah. too. You just want to stop everything you were doing and, and he listen still, to him. That's still what he does. Yeah. Like, I think that he's a professional yeah. musician. Like, I think he should I be. Think was, that's what he does. Fantastic. He was in the, the jazz band with us, and we were having maybe we were having breakfast one morning it was like i think the last day of the trip it was a couple of days we were there for a for a a competition that we blew so hard do you remember so bad but you know what the adjudicator said about your guy i mean you guys didn't perform well but Mm -hmm. this person Mm -hmm. he's got it I remember her saying that, and I remember looking at him because I'm very competitive. And I'm like, "Fuck you!" But oh my god, that's so hot. At the same time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't get crushes on people who aren't good at stuff. Like I wouldn't have a crush on him if he also if he was also a terrible musician. Like that would just turn me off. It just it would. It, no, it's yeah. So yeah. But anyway. So we were, and he came over and sat down right next to me at this, like, at the table. You were sitting across from me, and he sat down right next, right next to me. And he was, he knew I had a crush on him, and he was so nice about it. He signed my yearbook at the end of the year, and he said, stay cute. It was just, a, it was just, just the right amount of, like, acknowledgement and sweetness. And it was just really... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not a traumatizing experience at all, which, you know, some things can be, some of these crushes can be. 
But he sat down and I got so nervous. I did not know how to behave. (laughs) I don't remember what we were eating. That was not the thing. But we all had coffee and we all, everybody, like they all, a lot of people smoked, but we all just drank so much coffee. And so we were all just like drinking cup after cup of coffee. And you know, when you say something and as soon as you say it, you hear it and you just want to put it back in your mouth. You just want to, you're like, oh no. (laughs) And you just want to take the words out of the air and just stuff them back in. I do know that feeling, yes. Um, So I took a sip of the coffee and to try to make conversation, I don't like small talk. I don't do small talk well. Try to make conversation, I guess. I said, this coffee tastes like pencils. Do you remember that? (laughs) (laughs) Did I try to save you from yourself? I think you did. And you were like, I don't know. I, I think at first like, you were like, I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> I, know, I think you, you thought you misheard me because cause you, have, deaf. you have deaf. some hearing I mean, issues. Yeah. And I think you you were like, no, I can't have heard that right. What did you say? And I said, <laughs> like, I, cu- I couldn't help. I was like, I said this coffee tastes like pencils. <laughs> and he was so nice. He was like... Oh, um, I think it maybe like has a caramel flavor to it or something. <laughs> and then you, I don't think that you helped me. I think that you laughed no. like you're laughing now. And you were like, what does that even mean? <laughs> because then the person who was sitting next to me heard what I said. And it went down the line. And everybody was laughing. No, no, it was all my fault because someone else overheard it too. Oh, gosh. And they were like, what? I'm sorry, I'm the worst what is What that weird girl said? I'm still laughing over it. I was just like, it was so mortifying because it's, it was like my big moment. My big moment to impress him with like how cool and fun I was. And I was like, oh, he chose to sit down next to me. This is it. If you just had consulted me first, this is why I don't. This is the spontaneity. This is why I don't like spontaneity. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. I would have said, and I still remember this. And you're gonna die. The piece that you wrote called Cleo was phenomenal and sophisticated, and everything a jazz piece should be. That oh, is well, what that you should have said. Easy thing to say in our thirties, but <laughs> I, was, I was 16 years old. I was sweating. Oh my god, Jules. This coffee pencils. tastes like pencils. You made fun of me for that one for years. I'm it's, sorry. No, it's fine. I... It was an insane thing to come out of. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> it was just like I was as shocked as anyone else that I said it. My grade 10 crush, mm-hmm. who you know mm-hmm. who it was, made fun of a Star Trek shirt I was wearing. Oh, really? Yeah. What did he say? And I said, yeah, well, I hate your face. Your oh, face boy. is stupid. <laughs> this was a, this is a classic 10. You come back. Oh yeah. Well, I hate your face. Yeah. And you can't fix that. Can you? 
and we did not talk for two months. Did he laugh, though? Did he at least laugh, or was he like, wait, whoa? No, he was stunned, because make fun of Star Trek. And it wasn't even a Star Trek shirt. It just looked like a Star Trek shirt. I thought I was being subtle, okay? And I never wore that shirt ever again. And, um... (laughs) Yeah. If you're listening, Mm -hmm. you know who you are. Mm. Okay? So that's it for today. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to send us an email to tell us about your friendships or the songs that brought you together, you can email us at frenzypodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, both at frenzypodcast. See you next time.